You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, from the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Desperate Housewives After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424 256 1729. And now, another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Desperate Housewives After Show. Hello, everybody. Second to last week of Desperate Housewives. How are you doing? I'm Derek Shore. It is season eight, the final season. We are at episode 21. Next week is a double feature, two hour season finale. And, you know, here at AfterBuzz, it's another after show for Desperate Housewives, our great partner. Bing.com. You know, Bing is for doing, and we're here doing what we love to do best. Isn't that right? Yes. Roxy, Foxy, Roxy Strahir. That is very right. Bing is for doing. And Kaori Take. Hello again. And of course, the lovely Marissa in the booth. How you doing, Marissa? I'm good. Okay. All right. Listen. I'm going to be a bit um, all over the map tonight. I think all of us are because there were so many moments in tonight's episode that were just like, oh, my gosh, (laughs) moments. And you know what? I think we should start with, okay, Lynette and Tom, this has been foreshadowed for a long time. It looks like they may be getting back together. The stars are finally aligning. We see Tom so vulnerable (sighs) with Jane and they leave. And then all of a sudden when he gets to their house, he looks through the window and sees another man undressing his estranged wife (laughs) and it's Lee his gay her gay friend I'm freaking out honestly you can't do this to me I feel like I've been put through the ringer and you tear them apart and I have to sit and wait through it and then you put them back together maybe we see the stars are aligning like you're saying and then all of a sudden she's with her gay BFF and she's gonna be penalized for that I don't think so not under my watch by the way I've gotta say I've got a lot of close friends both male and female I do not take off my girlfriend's dresses for them I thought all gay best friends did that no, we certainly do not. Are you kidding me? Kaori, do you yes. have any gay best friends of undressing course. you? No, they're still men, you know. But they're not taking off your clothes, no. right? Thank you. So here's another example of how in the land of television, timing is either perfect or it's horrible. I love how for Brie in court, timing is perfect when Gabby just happens to walk in at the end. Oh, look, Gabby's here in court. Perfect. Well, that's but, horrible for Brie. Good for Gabby. Right, and we'll get to that. Okay. But at the same time, timing is horrible for Lynette and Tom, and Tom, of course, walks up to the porch to see this happening. I... Yeah, it's bad timing. That was really... I mean, I feel so connected to these characters. I guess maybe it's the product of watching for eight seasons, but I guess tonight was really the... I don't know, the the, the time when I realized that this show is, it's over next week and that's it. Wait, yeah. Do we, do, I, I have to say on this Lynette and Tom thing though, while my, the wheels are turning. Go for it. Is, 
Lynette going to end up telling him that the reason he was moving to Mumbai was because of him? Because then I think he would be pissed. We didn't even get that. Good question. So I don't know. What do you think? I don't know if that's necessary at this point. They have another problem that's more present, you know? But was it necessary for him to see her getting her dress taken off? No. But they do it to us anyway because they want to mess with us. But hold on, though. Lynette has a history of doing this, and Tom Mm -hmm. knows she's like that. Tom even acknowledges she's a handful. Remember when she invited him over and said, oh, the power's out. I don't know what to do. Hmm. And there were candles everywhere and it was very romantic. And then, of right. course, when on Tom's arm caught on fire, she immediately stood yeah. up and turned on the light. Right. And he was like, what? You manipulated me? So I feel like if the writers took us down that road again, not only is that deja vu, but we're running out of time. There, There's two hours left of this mm-hmm. show. Right. And I kind of think that the dramatic scene with him and his boss where he socked his boss in the face, I kind of feel like that took the drama to a new place where we've already moved past the time where yeah. we What were you can saying, though, about he's not going to get fired because lawsuit... Okay, again, like in TV Land, his boss... Oh, I love TV Land. I love it, too. As long as it makes sense. I, I want to live in it. Listen, you're you're a film major, right? Yeah. At US. Well, minor. Minor. Acting major. Acting minor. major. Okay. Very smart girl, this Foxy Roxy is. And you learn <laughs> okay. that one, one of the basics... I mean, when I was at UCLA and I took uh, TFT, theater, film, uh, television, school classes, we always learned that it doesn't matter if it wouldn't necessarily take place in real life. Right. As long as it is realistic in the reality of the show or the world the world you've created the world you've created that holds true to that world however the world that Desperate Housewives has created I feel truly does mirror real life in so many ways and for me that's why so oftentimes I jump in and say you know what that wouldn't really happen in real life because Tom's boss was sitting there openly 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 calling his ex-wife a bitch. I don't know how you yeah, lived well. with her for 23 years. Right. She's a psycho. Well, That's, that's why an HR the, nightmare. The characters on the show are supposed to mirror characters in real life, people in real life. It's not people, it's not everybody in the lane is filthy rich and we, we can't relate to them. They're untouchable. These are housewives. People get divorced. People have really bad past skeletons in their closet. So like you're saying, they try to make it as realistic as possible. Yeah. But when you throw something like in the, this in there, it's like you're using realistic people in unrealistic scenarios, and I'm calling your BS. And that was my problem with this scene, because I thought, how many workplaces... How I mean, this probably happens all the time, because people break the HR rules. But to have your boss openly call your ex-wife a bitch and say, how did you live with that psycho for 23 years? I would have punched him I mean, I would have punched him, too, which is why... I, and, the, and then he punches him, and he's like, you're fired? Uh, I don't think that well, happens You think life. about the way the boss manipulated... Tom for his doing, like possibly moving him to Mumbai, totally, and you know making him work weekends just to please Lynette. He's also you know breaking a lot of rules that if Tom knew about, that he can straight up fire his boss and Lynette yeah. to come out and testify against all mm-hmm. those things. I mean, so, that's true. Who knows? But you two liked this character, right? You liked the guy a little bit. Uh, I thought the character was really interesting, but. Um, Oh, I thought he was a carbon copy of, like, a douchey college frat guy. You, exactly I, why I kind of liked him. But it was good, unfortunately. It was good to see a character like that on Desperate Housewives. You know it, what? He was kind of comical in a way. I'm glad to have him gone. I hope he is gone. <laughs> I don't want him in any shape, way, shape or form to be in our eight seasons wrap-up finale. I know. That why would be, he yeah. get a place in there? I don't no, think he, he will be. That. that being said... I kind of got what what the appeal, the sexy appeal there was. See, well, really? Oh, bit. see, I did not get the sexy. Wow. Appeal. I have a problem, guys. I have a problem. I have total mm. asshole syndrome. Love the asshole. Well, you got to untrain that super fast. I know. Oh, you know, I think everyone has an asshole thing, but he was more on the douchey side too. Douchey totally. asshole. What's the difference. <laughs> oh, they're, they're totally different. 
Yeah. Totally different. Douchey can be, I mean, for me, I think, because the guy was so smooth and like, yo, you want me to, you know, send Tom off to Mumbai? No problem. Yo, uh-huh. yo, I know how you can repay me. Let me touch your arm. I mean, ew, that's he, douchey. It was like he had a pop collar or something. Yeah, like he thinks he's all that. And, oh, I'm, I'm okay. good with the ladies. No, I don't that think being you're very good said, with the ladies. That being said, I understand why he was pissed at Lynette. She totally screwed him. Yes, true. And in the, you know, for the sake of time, they right. had to wrap him up quickly. And he stood up and he was screaming, this is unbelievable. And he's shaking his finger in but her he face. he had this weird, like, acting. I yeah. mean, you can't, if you're watching and on iTunes, which, by the way, can I plug it right now? Go for it. iTunes, guys, we need you to go to iTunes. Five star us, comment. Love the iTunes ratings. YouTube, you can also reach us. Please. Uh, we, we, <laughs> we love the comments, so, okay, we can get back to this. And the best thing is, it only takes a second. It doesn't cost you a dime. We love you even more. And while you are clicking around iTunes, why not visit AfterBuzzTV.com? And if you want to buy anything on Amazon, click on the Amazon link. That also does not cost you another dime. If you're buying something from Amazon, you pay the same price you would as if you followed the link, link through AfterBuzz. But so. we get some of the money. Yeah, we do. We do. Which Ooh, la, la. helps us keep the lights on. And by we, and again, we I don't mean on. us hosts. I mean the lights. No, we, st- we still take the bus to work. True <laughs> um, that. And when it breaks down, bicycle. Yes, I ride my bicycle. <laughs> oh, and as long as we're talking about the bikes, in June, my boyfriend and I are riding our bikes from San Francisco to L.A. It's 545 miles. Wow. It's a seven-day bike ride. Last year, over 2,000 of us did this, and we raised over $13 million to fight HIV and AIDS. It's fantastic. Million. It's the largest fundraiser Holy for AIDS crap. in the entire world. And if you choose to visit DerekAndMatt.com, you'll be redirected. That's just an easy link so you can rem- remember it. DerekAndMatt.com redirects you to our fundraising page. Totally legit, uh, registered, tax-deductible 501c3 organization. Your tax deduction is fully taxed. Your donation is fully tax deductible. That's what I'm saying. So please take a moment and you know try to give what you can. Great cause. Okay, back Should to we the add show. Any more plugs to any our more list, plugs? I think. I think we're out of time for plugs. Let's get back <laughs> to, the, to the drama that is just Desperate Housewives. Mm-hmm. The Tom and Lynette thing. I am so glad to finally seeing this. To finally see this go someplace because they are, as we've said before, kind of the one last hope. I mean, Renee mm-hmm. and Ben. It's no surprise that we're going to see their wedding in next week's uh, series finale. But for Tom and Lynette, I so want to see them get back together. And actually, there is a bit of a spoiler that I have. If you've been, you, you read too, you, right? Yeah, I was no, going to say, we have to wait. We have to wait. I'll have to wait, and I won't give it away. I'm just saying, if you've been following the the Housewives gossip, a lot of these so of actors, we have. We oh have. my goodness. The actors give their oh interviews God, to all so kinds juicy. of entertainment oh. publications. And so they kind of talk about the season finale, the series finale. Mm-hmm. Read it if you have. I mean, just look around. Go to TV mm. TV Guide. Roxy, I know you recommended that I read a TV Guide article this week, which was okay. awesome. Well, well, I'm going to read it now. Only Go because I walked into Grammy's house and she came sprinting down the stairs faster than I've ever seen Grammy. Did you read TV Guide? Did you read TV Guide? She means grandma, not Grammy as in the award. Just to clarify. <laughs> Continue. Yes, Grammy as in my Grammy. <laughs> and... It was juicy. She was reading out loud to me. We were sitting on the couch, you know, eating some banana bread and popcorn and going over everything that was going on. So we will talk about it in our news and gossip. Okay, fantastic. (laughs) Now, let's jump over. I mean, for me, one of the other aha, like big, oh my gosh moments was not just Lynette and Tom, but the Brie storyline. And I know Kaori was saying a few things under, when we screen the show, we all kind of talk under our breath. We try not to say too much because we save it for being live on the air. But I know that you were reacting, Kaori, to some of the things that that was going on, that were going on with Brie in the courtroom. Right. 
What was your big, I mean, it, it seemed like the courtroom drama played out really rapid fire at, be- yeah. at the beginning. It's like, oh, wow, maybe they're going to wrap this up this episode. <laughs> and then it yeah, took some ugly. Thinking. It was that suicide note. I oh felt really gosh. bad. Exactly. Because I don't know how she's going to get her way out of it without putting Gabby, throwing her under the bus. But do you think or she, then again. I don't think Brie would would do that. I mean, I, I feel like Brie has committed to not throwing anyone else under the bus. And if she was going to do that, I think she would have done it a long time ago, right? I don't know why Br- uh, Gabby's not fessing up, though. That's, I just, oh that's, what I, that's what I think is going to happen. I, don't I think hope so. That, I don't think Brie's going to have the heart to throw anybody under the bus, especially after this whole scarf shenanigan thing where Gabby comes yeah. to the court at the perfect moment, like we were saying before. But I do think one of the girls is not going to let her take I, the fall. I mean, it might be coming to that because... Or you Carlos. Know, Actually, I think mm-hmm. it's going to be Carlos. Well, last, last episode, there, Carlos and Gabby had that little bitter about, I don't like the person you're becoming, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, and then we didn't see Carlos at all this episode. tonight. Mm-hmm. But you know what? When there was that moment when Gabby was in the in the kitchen, and uh, we've said many times that the writers on the show, I think, give some of the best lines to Gabby. She has been hilarious this season. Yeah, they've also funny. they've also really pigeoned her, pigeonholed her as being so selfish. So we've always known that she's selfish. Mm-hmm. But I feel like every single episode, at least the past five or six episodes, we've been hit over the head with that. Can I? Uh, can and I tonight say, we certainly were. Go for it. Of all the things that I didn't like, I, I really love the episode overall. But mm-hmm. being nitpicky. The little things I didn't like about this episode, her with Juanita and uh, the other girl whose name we always forget because she's not as important. Oh, I, I wrote it down somewhere. I'll find it in a... Are you going to say the line when she's like, don't make me come in there? I was like, are you kidding me? That's all they could come up with? There's a crash in the other room and the girls are fighting. And that's Juanita, and that's and Gabby's that's big vehicle. realization. Come on. Wait, I actually wrote down the quote. After the girls break something and the one Juanita blamed it on the other no-name girl or whatever. No-name girl. Younger <laughs> she, child. Come on, I know I wrote this down. She said, Celia. You, you don't, Celia. Celia. Yeah. You don't let someone else <laughs> nice. take the blame. Don't you see how bad this uh, uh, and then Gabby oh. has this epiphany. She seems to have this epiphany. Yeah. Yet, when we see her in court, her line to Brie, I wrote down this quote too. Her line <laughs> to Brie was, I can't thank you enough for what you're doing. That Sacrificing your so life bad. for this. You're a better person than I am. I was like, you, yes. Gabby, you're the one missing the point. You're the one. No, don't thank Brie for doing this. Come to court and say, Brie, I can't let you do this. This, this pissed mm-hmm. me off. This really uh, pissed me, me off. Me. When I, exactly. I wrote it down enough to, so I was freaking out and I was looking at you guys and I was like, I can't tell if they're just trying to save it for the show if this isn't pissing them off as much as it's pissing me off. I was so mad. Yeah, I was so upset. Mad. And you know, it kind of made me hate Gabby. If she's willing to let her friend go to jail for this, then that's a bummer. And you know what? I think they're all idiots in the first place for not just saying, yeah, my husband whacked him over the head with a candlestick. It was self-defense. Yeah, but they would have had to say that eight months ago. Now, well, I know, but why didn't, why didn't they do that eight I, months ago? I don't know. You should have called them. Who was why didn't you call them? That girl, that amazing actress who you love so much. Marissa was her name on the show. Yeah, she was we so good. We actually saw her at the gifting suites. What was the actress's oh. name? I'll think of She's it. A, you'll see her on the big screen. She's amazing. Soon, I'm sure. yes. Oh, my God. She was incredible. Anyway, I found myself really not liking Gabby. And these folks, these writers have a lot to do pronto to make me like Gabby again. I mean, all she did was come to court with a nice scarf that defines Brie. And that was it. I don't want to. I don't want to end the eight years not liking Gabby. No, neither do I. Please don't do that to me. Neither do I. I don't think that's going to happen. I have faith in the writers. Her and Carlos, Mm -hmm. somehow her and Carlos are going to pull through. 
I think, well, you know, it, interestingly, Gabby, Gabby's character, obviously, she's played by Eva Longoria. Love her. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Great in real life. Eva Total. Long what? Who? Eva, Eva Longoria. Who is that? <laughs> she's, I was like, is she I, famous or something? I know <laughs> I'm like mumbling my words tonight, um, but thank you for, <laughs> yes, Eva Longoria. She is oh, a philanthropist. A she's a superstar. Mm-hmm. She's a businesswoman, entrepreneur. I love it. She was quoted in TV Guide as saying that this is not one of those shows. Uh, apparently, Eva Longoria is still pissed about the lost ending. I know! I read that! What? And it made me love her even more because I'm still pissed about the lost ending because it really was frustrating and you don't know what happens. What is the island? What is that place? They don't really Whoa, tell you. Marissa, do we have any Valium in the studio? <laughs> she read, having a meltdown. What was the other one she was pissed about? Um, the ending of... Sopranos. Sopranos! Which is another one for me that I was like, yeah, yeah, that was really frustrating for me too as a viewer, as a super fan. I feel you. Hey, and she's a super fan and I know. If you want to know the true ending to Sopranos, you got to start watching um, Nurse Jackie, by the way, because (laughs) thank you, Marissa. All the support we can get for Roxy here. Anyway, what I was saying is Nurse Jackie, there was a bit of hinting about the way Sopranos truly ended, but that's another topic for another show. Mm -hmm. And it's... I feel like I'm going to pass out. Why don't you take a moment to just breathe, sip some water. I hope that's a pink cup. The Eva Longoria quote, though, saying that Lost ended poorly and Sopranos, she was still irked about. She did say that she truly feels... Okay, Go, finish the story, Roxy. She does, she does. <laughs> she feels that this isn't going to be one of those. And Mark Cherry concurred, saying that there is, <laughs> there is no major drama. Is he it said, on in here? <laughs> oh, no. He said... We've seen a lot of things happen on the lane. We've seen hurricanes and bad endings and murders and all this stuff. And this isn't going to be one of those endings where it ends in a dramatic event. Instead, it's no, going to be... One of the one of the writers proposed that they wipe out Wisteria Lane, lane for the ending. I was like, screw you, I right? was reading oh, that like, gosh. who the F is suggesting that they wipe out Wisteria Lane? Such a cop-out move. Horrible. But he says that's not what they're going to do. And that we will all absolutely be very pleased with the ending. As opposed to, if you go back to Sopranos and Lost, where everybody was like, we don't really know how you're going to feel. We did our best. So, I have faith. I have faith. One more week. I swear, these shows, though, sometimes the anticipation is so great. Remember, when Sopranos ended, and I know we'll, we'll get back to, to Housewives in a minute. This, mm-hmm. this is related, I promise. So many times, <laughs> these shows, reality or scripted, will shoot multiple endings. I know. So that... The actors, the cast and crew, they don't even know what's going on. It's only the editor. And even editors might not know because they might cut those versions. And they can't even, if you are an actor, you can't even read the scenes that other people are in. You're only given the scenes you're in for that script. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, one thing I loved about the fact. Gossip Girl does that. The behind the scenes. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) You are a true super fan, Roxy. True super fan. And by the way, Roxy has a final tomorrow at school. Two Two finals. The first one is at 8 a.m. So wherever you are, whatever time zone you're in, please think of Roxy because she puts in some late nights here at After Buzz. And clearly we've made her crazy. Oh, gosh. Good luck with those finals. But uh, something, what was I going to say? The other thing about the ending was, oh, my God, we were totally right here at After Buzz. We predicted, and we are right, they are going to do a flash forward, they said. They said that the flash yeah, that they're going to do a flash forward mm-hmm. and that the flash forward won't be something where you're like, hmm, are they going to do a Sex in the City movie? No, the flash forward will be 
that is the end and you know it. That that is mm. the end of all possible endings. What about a Desperate Housewives? I mean, when you said Sex and the City, when that series ended, people wanted more, and then they did the feature. Mm-hmm. What if we're, they did a feature? We're not doing a feature. How do you know? Because he said so. It doesn't matter. They might change uh, no, A studio comes and says, we're going to give you this much money to do a feature, then you do it. Stick to your guns. You know what? We and should, take the money. <laughs> we, I know we've already jumped into predictions, but... I would like to request an exception from the traditional AfterBuzz format. Uh, okay. This is unusual. We have a highly acclaimed money-making... I mean, hasn't Desperate Housewives grossed over $1 billion yeah. worldwide yeah. since the beginning season? So I think it's fair that we spend these last you know, couple episodes talking about predictions, especially this one, because yes. next week, no predictions. No I feel like do. we're preparing for a funeral. Closing deal. Does anybody else feel that way? We are preparing for a funeral because mm-hmm. him saying this is the last that we're going to see of them is making me cry at night. Well, we're preparing for <laughs> a, a wedding, little crazy Roxy. during the day. There's a wedding. Nobody Gosh, we better like not funeral. be preparing for a funeral. You know, quickly, uh, before we talk back about, uh, get back into storylines, I love behind the scenes stuff. And one of the things that I love about reading about some of the stuff that's gone on behind the scenes here uh, in these final, final tapings of the show is that the dynamics of the women, I mean, they are Vanessa Williams, mm-hmm. you know, and Roxy, you might have read about this. I don't know if Kauri, you saw this, that Vanessa Williams was at her daughter's swim meet in Pasadena. And the script came, the final script came through on her Blackberry, and she was like, and I put on my glasses, and I looked at my Blackberry, and I sat there, and I read the whole script, because I just couldn't wait. Every single woman had a story like that. Right. Marsha Cross had just put her twins to bed. She had the script emailed. She sat up and read it. So I love hearing these tidbits, and it disappoints me when I hear stories about the fact that uh, Susan Delfino, played by Terry Hatcher, she has actually physically distance herself. And, you know, I've got to admit a bit of um, ignorance here. Mm-hmm. I was not aware that there was some a issue there. a couple years ago and everyone is being really? so tight-lipped about it. Exactly. Terry Hatcher won't speak. Mark, Mark Cherry won't speak about it. But apparently on on break, like in between shooting scenes, uh-huh. Terry Hatcher just pieces out. She well, does her own thing. Really? Part yeah. of the thing that they're talking about, and this has been going on for so long, is mm. because during season five, she was getting written off the show. Right. They, they actually wrote an episode. They oh, wrote her off. Right. But but then she wasn't. And instead, uh, Nicolette Sheridan was written off the show. Right. And this, But this didn't come out but until come out, the Nicolette huh. Sheridan trial, correct? Right. Where oh, it didn't come out yes. publicly anyway. Exactly. And I actually really appreciate the fact that Terry Hatcher doesn't frequently speak about this. She doesn't want to taint anybody else's view on any of the other actors or on Mark Cherry or anybody else writing. So I think that's very respectable. But I wonder what's going on that none of the other actresses want to hang out with her. It is really weird, especially because looking at some of these, uh, I mean, we talked about Eva Longoria's Twitter page last week, and she was posting these photos with Marsha Cross and Felicity Huffman and sitting on the set and they're all embracing. And... Terry Hatcher wasn't in any of those photos and coincidentally she was speaking I guess ABC had booked her to speak at a gig in Vegas right. so she wasn't even in town and I've got to say she wasn't even at the final read I know, final the read final through. table read yeah. I know I know and that stuff that does not happen accidentally I, of course mm-hmm. that doesn't happen accidentally so something went on but and yeah Terry Hatcher is being totally tight lipped about it by the way wow. I, I saw her at the Hollywood Cemetery you know we do this great thing in LA Hollywood Cemetery you can go and watch movies during the summer every Saturday night the Hollywood Forever Cemetery they screen awesome movies from the 50s like Woody Allen films uh, Stephen King movies these wow. great great movies and you can take blankets and cheese and wine and grapes and a picnic or a homemade chocolate chip cookies like I like to bring Vodka? 
anything you want. Totally. <laughs> and you sit on you sit on the grass in the cemetery. It's now a grassy I'm area. Of things to bring. Uh-huh. You're not sitting on people's graves, but they project the movie on the side of uh, one of the mausoleums, and it is such a cool, peaceful, is, amazing that experience. That is really cool. But. Terry Hatcher was in line in front of me, holding her blanket and picnic basket with her friends. It was so cool. And I was thinking, I am such a huge fan. I've been in events where she's been there before, but I haven't been like doing red carpet interviews. And mm-hmm. so I always feel, feel weird about just running up and being that that guy. Yeah. But I, I really respect her so much. Each one of them. Each one of them. I, all I ask is lunch. Lunch with one of them. Just for an hour. I mean, dinner maybe. My treat. You know, Ice cream. I just, I just wanted to say that Marsha Cross is a great actress, too, because I watched Melrose Place religiously. Yeah. And to see her from being a mega bitch to this character, it's amazing. See, I never watched Melrose oh, Place, but I, d- but I do know enough to You're know that the they're original? radically yeah, different. Yeah, the OG yeah. one. Not the CW one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what was her character like? She basically... she. Blew up a hospital. She was crazy. She so was, she was like a power power character. Like yeah, super she was kind of she was insane. Yeah, stole a man, a woman's husband, all that kind of stuff. I remember when she first started. Oh, I ran into Marsha Cross actually at the Disney Concert Hall too. Okay, can uh, I hang out with you? Sorry, more? I, know. I know this is annoying. It just Daddy, sounds like yeah, I'm bragging. Cookies. No, I know my cookies <sighs> are, are delicious. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. No, Marsha Cross. I remember when, when this season when this series started. I remember people saying, "What's it like to be Brie and to be so perfect?" And she she was like, are you kidding? This is exhausting. Uh-huh. My hair is never this perfect. My cardigans are never this perfect. I don't wear business suits and, and skirts all the time and carry your, baskets. Even your posture, the way you have to hold yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it makes me want to sit up taller right now. That's a, like, that's a tough character. But yeah. how cool, though. I mean, I think that so cool. must be the coolest part about... That's what acting's all about. Yeah. You want to be able to portray other people's lives and play other roles. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this... I love the tease for next week's two-hour special series uh, finale because we see... We see Brie being, you know, on one hand, we see Renee and Ben and their wedding. On the other hand, we see Brie and it's like her handcuffs. I, they keep showing the handcuff shot and when she was hauled away from Renee's uh, bachelorette party. I know. And you know what? I've got to, they've got to pull fruit through mm. for her, right? Please. There's a little bit of foreshadowing, though, in this episode when we heard them, like every time she kept being like, I'll be fine, though, right? Or the other women are like, she's going to be fine, though. We think Mm -hmm. it kind of seems to me like something, I don't know, something big. Here's the thing if she had really killed the guy, or there was foul play, or there was something funky, then I think that they could leave a really unsettled, unfair, like, you know what, you do the crime, you do the time type scenario. But it would be so unjust to see her character behind bars when she she truly did not commit the crime. That is another lesson. No, it helps protect her friend. She was an accessory, right? She was an accessory. Yeah. It's unfortunate for her. I'm sorry. No, you're good. That she's always kind of caught in between like death, crime scene murders and stuff like that. I know, She's right? always like somehow in that storyline. Yeah. Some people, yeah. the drama just flocks to them. But mm-hmm. the question is, is she an accessory to murder? Because she didn't help murder. Or is that the same thing as covering it up? I think when you're, well, you're an accessory to a crime, you know? So it's like if you, if someone robs a bank and you drive the getaway car, you help them get away with a crime, right? right? You're not the one like loading the bullet into the gun, but you are helping them get away with a crime and not get caught. So I think that counts. I mean, I didn't go to law school. Well, you know, like in the very first episode of this final season, when they're burying the body in front of it, it was her decision. She suddenly kind of sat in like the ringleader. It was her decision, like, we're not going to tell anyone 
and then, uh, you know, like. But that's always her job. She that's always is her very motherly. Exactly. She was the one stepping in saying, no, we're not telling yep. anyone we're her. doing this. And remember, over the grave, they all did this hand thing. Right. And they, they made the pact. Oh, gosh. We know Susan <laughs> is the character who I am <laughs> least concerned about. I was going to say, yeah. We haven't really talked about Susan, and I don't really care. Oh, you are so awful. I don't understand why she was going to sell a sell a house to live in an apartment. Well, one, once again, in our um, in the article I read, thank God I read that article because I love my life knowing all the <laughs> facts. No, we see that uh, Mark Cherry says while Susan prepares, or while one character prepares to leave the lane forever. Mm-hmm. So clearly she goes through with it. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Well, and that's maybe not so coincidental, considering in real life, maybe she's not yeah. so welcome on the lane anymore. <laughs> but, okay, did anyone did anyone find this a bit odd? In Okay, we saw Susan, and I know this takes us back into Brie, but we, will, we are talking about Susan now. Did anyone think it was weird when Brie was on trial and they had the girls come in to sit on the witness stand? Did anyone have, like parallel flashbacks to the Mark Cherry, Nicolette Sheridan case? Because these women were named as witnesses right. and could mm-hmm. have appeared on the stand. Right. I mean, yeah. Anyone think that was a little coincidental? I, I think that all of this time of the show we were talking about it mirroring life, I think a lot of it mirrors, mirrors their lives. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. Yeah. And I think there's all kinds of inside stuff that we're not even... Yeah, that's... We're not even privy to. Right. But, and they, and they mm-hmm. sit there laughing, eating their popcorn, watching. <laughs> Bree is like, Marsha Cross is like, yeah, I slept with 15 guys in two months. Like oh, That gosh. happened to me once. That's a story I told. To that really my kids. happened. <laughs> Did I ever tell you the story about how a couple months ago I was hanging out with a friend, my friend, well, I won't tell you his first name. Well, let's say his last name is Johnson. I shouldn't say his. He has a very unusual last name. It's not Johnson. But he was saying, oh, yeah, you know, my boyfriend's a writer on Desperate Housewives. Don't you remember last week's scene where Gabby goes to the restaurant and she's like, reading all the business lingo Uh, mumbo jumbo out of the menu Mm -hmm. and then they take the menu away well when they arrive they're like oh reservation for johnson but it was my it was my friend's last name because his boyfriend had written him into the show anyway cute little things like that none of us are aware of but i think it's fun anyway so back to susan i love things like that i know little inside jokes even though i I want to be on the inside after buzz tv exclusive all the things that we've shared tonight that was (laughs) that was our exclusive (laughs) pretty good oh my gosh when i have no voice my laugh is just silent (laughs) that was a really interesting laugh there roxy no so susan (laughs) at least concerned also this was an odd moment for me too okay a few episodes ago you may not remember uh mike was brutally murdered on the front (laughs) on the front doorstep easily forgettable yeah easily forgettable right she was standing there when mike was shot to death and his chest i mean the blood and the whole i mean that's pretty dramatic right squirt her in the eyes to wipe it off the face it was just a messy bloody death right so let's hope people really don't experience that too often in real life because that's horrendous however i can understand why susan might not want to stay in that house i feel like we never saw what happened to that mob dude why isn't this private investigator going after the mob guy because he just kind of disappeared right he's still on the loose they didn't know they said that he's been sent to jail they made like a quick liner like oh he's already been sent to jail when Uh, the season right after Wow. I'm not sorry, the episode right Kaori, after. you are sharp because I missed that one. But in any case, whether the guy is locked up or not, do you think Susan would just put on a robe and casually wander out into the street at 11 p.m.? Well, she's kind of um, the Did- most obnoxious character, <laughs> to say the least. <gasps> wow. I'm sorry, guys. I don't know if I agree with that. Listen, here at After Buzz, you do not have to apologize for your opinion. Don't back it up. Back it up. No apology necessary. You think she is the most obnoxious character? I mean, I think she's pretty much had, you know, the 
best life in terms of luck. You know, okay. she's had the man of her dreams. They went through hell and back together. She's had two wonderful kids. And she's always bitching and whining and complaining and always stressed out. And it's just like, oh, oh no, she's spacey and she oh, means spacey, well. Yeah. She's what just about kind Gabby? Of like, she means well. Well, Gabby, you know, she is kind of a biatch. And like I said, Oh, like you said, Susan, she's spacey and she's like innocent. There's an innocence to her. She's but she innocent, just... but she's still smart enough to know that if her husband was murdered in the same neighborhood, I don't know. I and personally, I would not just put on my house coat and of wander out not. into yeah. the street Dangerous. and go on a walk at 11 p.m. Like how I'm telling why, you. If that's, why would she do that? She always puts herself in these weird situations. It's annoying. And again, timing <laughs> being perfect in TV land. Oh, hey, neighbor, you're out in your robe, too. Oh, hey, third neighbor. We're all out here in our robes. Yes, no. That that Does that happen ha- to me every day? Mm-hmm. Maybe on no. the stereo lane. Wait, but Corey, as we're still getting to know you here as a host, yeah. I have to know who of these women would be your best friend. Yeah, I think you know it really varied from season to season. I did really like uh, Susan in the very beginning. I thought she was cute and bubbly, but now I would maybe say Vanessa Williams' character. Really? Renee. Yeah, she's kind of like feisty, she's but she's totally. strong, honest. I like Lynette too a lot. See, I am Lynette, so, so don't like her too every much. Every time you say that, I kind of see your face morph into hers a little bit. You know what's funny is when Tom was talking about Lynette, like, oh, she's so controlling, and she's this, and you she's a handful, offended. and whatever. You were offended. I was like, I am not. I am not. And I had these flashbacks to my past relationships that didn't work out, and people saying, oh, he's pushy, and he's this, and he's that. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but I redesigned your ugly house, and it looks great now. Ugh, whatever. My own personal issues. Susan, yes, she is a bit much at times. And yes. she's she's spacey. And I think she can be, I don't, I don't know. I mean, there are times when I think, oh, that's not believable. That's borderline annoying. That's what keeps happening to me. But I get more annoyed when when unrealistic stuff happens. Like she goes wandering through the neighborhood in the middle of the night. But it's a great segue to Gabby because that's where they run into Gabby. And Gabby and Lynette have a little bit of a scuffle. And Gabby's like, what? Why are you mad at me? What? I mean, Bree's in court tomorrow on trial. She, she did this favor for us. Why are you mad at me? Mm-hmm. And Lynette says, because you can sleep. Yeah. You have no problem Go sleeping. Lynette. That. Yeah, seriously. I mean, if my best friend were on trial, I don't think I would sleep the night before. Especially, especially if, if you I had felt to do with it. guilty. I don't yeah. know if you would let your best friend be on trial for that situation. You know what? I don't think so either. <laughs> I would say my husband killed him with a candlestick. But I thought you were <laughs> Lynette, and Lynette is letting her be on trial, so... Yeah, that's true. But again, Lynette is also making good on the pact that they all made, because they did all promise mm-hmm. that they were never going to tell. Never going to tell. That suicide note, by the way... Um, <sighs> yeah, that was... We're done with all the ladies, by the way. We're done talking about them. It's a free-for-all now. Going back to the suicide (laughs) note. Can you imagine, in your deepest, darkest... I mean, I've never... I know people... I have plenty of people in my life who have been suicidal or have talked about it or confided in me and told me stories. And I cannot personally imagine how awful that must be. It must be read the letter out loud? Well, just to be in that place to begin with. But then, to have a suicide note that you are reading publicly... To yeah. a jury? There, oh my gosh. Unfortunately, there's Horrible. nothing that says unstable like a suicide letter. I mean, the, and I'm not, that doesn't mean I don't want anybody to take offense to that, but it's true. Mm-hmm. If you are suicidal, you are incredibly unstable, as Brie was, and it doesn't look great for her. It doesn't look great, and it also makes the jury think that. She is suicidal because she did something bad, like maybe yeah. kill someone. Right. She mentions a secret, exactly. I mean, it's. I think it's pretty clear that the only hope for Brie getting away from this is that 
you know, Carlos or Gabby is going to step up or going to step up and say, hey. Which is kind of why I think we have to do the fast forward. He says that the fast forward will not make any of the women look like they're Cam McCluskey. So it's not like that much of a fast forward. Oh. But mm-hmm. it's a little bit of a fast forward. He says, <laughs> oh my gosh, I know it. I know it. We still want to see all the ladies young and hot. Wait a minute. So there's there's going to be a fast forward in next week's episode and Lynette is going to be played by Betty White. Yes. Okay, what is the silence about? I hope our caller is not going to be silent, and I am glad to announce (laughs) that we have a caller. And who are you? Tell us. Hi. Hi, Susie. (gasps) Susie. Oh, my God. Oh. You know, just like we love the housewives, we love Susie. It's like coming home. Thank you. Nice to hear your familiar voice. I've been listening, and I'm so anxious to talk about it. Okay, spill the beans. What's on your mind? Um... Like, oh, my God, I don't even know where to begin. Well, okay. first, like you were saying, I hope it doesn't end like a loss because I don't want to be confused at the end. Susie, so right after that, I'll say that. I <laughs> think it's safe to say um, that it will not. It'll be a better ending than yeah. lost for sure. Um, I don't even know. Well, can I, I just want to. OK, well, I guess the thing that's been bugging me the most is about when about breach, like the trial or whatever. OK, so the jury or the or the. Like the jury people think that she that she slept with him and then killed him. Yes, is, is that what mm-hmm. you guys got from it? Like mm-hmm. that's that's what they were saying throughout the episode that they think since she was like being a slut for a period of time and like hooking up with random guys at bars, they think she hooked up with him and then killed him. Can Wait, I make a right? really awful comment? I was, okay, I think we're going to make the same comment. Disgusting, <laughs> go, gross comment. Go ahead. But I'm going to say it way more disgustingly. Like, wouldn't they be able to find her, like, vagina juice on his penis? <laughs> okay. Okay. Drop the pen. Okay. That is, wow, that is not the disgusting comment I was going to say. Oh, Susie, I apologize to you. And Susie, to don't hate me. Listeners. I couldn't figure out a nicer way to say it. But my thing with it is that what okay, Bree was sleeping around like way after he was killed, right? And, like and they, yeah. they Bree yeah, like Bree and that Bree and the other three women, they didn't get they didn't like, you know, get into that big fight until like a few months after he was killed. And so I don't True. get but, and then during the trial, they were asking about the dinner party, too. They they were asking, like, do you think Brie had time to go kill him during the dinner party? So and you know what? what was it? What, can, I inter- can I interject and make a very superficial? Oh, yeah. This is the comment that I thought Roxy was going to say by gross and disgusting. I thought by gross and disgusting, you meant superficial and shallow. I think that way sometimes. I don't know why. No, all they would have to do to prove her innocence, if that is truly, truly the prosecution's uh-huh. uh, biggest, biggest point of evidence, oh, she must have been sleeping with him, and then they had sex. Um, how about getting pictures of all the guys Bree has been sleeping with? Listen, they weren't all supermodels, but... They weren't anything like Ramon. What's his face? It was like, yeah. she was sleeping with this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. And then what's his name? <laughs> I don't think so, dude. I think the vagina mm. juice would check up more in court. Ay, <laughs> Dios mio. Oh, my goodness. Dios mio. Okay, Susie, what else do you think? Can you give us another comment? And then we got to grab a quick commercial break. Um, but, but, oh, yeah. But let us know what you think about Gabby and her approach to Brie at the end, where she's saying, thank you so much for doing this. You're a better oh, yeah. person than I am. I mean, how gross. Yeah. Like, okay, when 
Juanita and Celia were fighting, and then um, she was lecturing them or whatever, and she had that huge, it made it seem like a huge realization, like, oh, my God, I'm, like, an awful person. Like, she was so guilty. Um, and then she goes and tells Brie, like, thank you. Like, I thought, yeah, like you guys, I thought it was going to be, like, some huge, like, oh, I'm going to tell Carlos to like, confess or blah, blah, blah. Like, I would feel so yeah. guilty And she just misses, like, misses the whole thing. But what about that look on on Bree's face when they were hugging? What kind of face was that? Was that like, I'm, I am going to betray you and I save myself? Tell. Right? That was such an amazing acting job because yes. we yes. don't know where that was going. I see what I got most, that the emotion that stood out the most for me on Bree's face was, uh, are you kidding? Are you kidding? This is what you're saying to me, Gabby? Hey, Susie, can you hold on just for a minute? Let's get in a quick commercial break, and then we want to chat with you just for a quick couple minutes after the break. How about that? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, everybody stick around. We'll be right back. After Buzz TV. Hi. I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And, like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag co-workers about it at the water cooler. Then, I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzzTV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzzTV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after shows from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV after shows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? Oh my! You know, during the break, we were talking about uh, the vagina juice again because Aww. I just this—I don't think I'm gonna be able to sleep tonight. Um, <laughs> just like Lynette and all the ladies on Wisteria Lane, you know, there is a way to de- to describe. I think the question you were asking, and it, it's you know, w- could, could there not have been DNA evidence at the scene? You know, yeah. linked. You heard me all night tonight. Something's a little off. Come on, it's the finals. I blame the finals. <laughs> anyway, as long as we still have Susie, Susie, can we keep you around for another question? Yeah, of course. Okay, so my- I, I even though I I too have a final this week and a paper due, but whatever. Susie, I feel ya. Yeah. Young lady, you are up a little too late. If you are, if you have, a, aren't you on the East Coast somewhere? Yeah, it's two a.m. right now. Oh. But I don't care. Again, oh I feel ya. Good luck with your final. Oh, <laughs> sending good energy your way. Okay, so this is the other very very important question I have for everybody because I know there are other viewers who share this opinion. They must. Porter's burger barn joint, <laughs> whatever outfits. Oh Come on, has anyone ever been to a burger joint? I want that bow tie with a clown's head. Yes. I want it. You know, it, it reminded me of the hot dog on a stick ladies in the mall who would pump the pump the, yeah. the lemonade. You know, in those little. Sti- what you, are you talking about? You don't know hot dog on a stick. You don't know hot. Susie, do you know hot dog on a stick? What? Uh, oh, you East Coast girls! You don't even know. I can't believe Susie, this. Susie, what the okay. hell are they talking about? Uh, we gotta take you one day. No, I like I. 
No. Okay, so the hot dog on a stick was, I think now it's I still around. It, it was this place where you could go and you could get a corn dog, you know, like a corn dog dipped, a hot dog dipped in, dipped in batter. <laughs> oh, where is this going? The Freudian slip comes oh. out. Vaginas and dicks, it's all coming out tonight. My a hot gosh. dog dipped in batter. A hot dog dipped in batter is a corn dog. And a hot dog oh, on a stick. Man. They wore these striped, like red, blue, white striped sleeveless things with beanies on their heads. And then the girls would make lemonade. They also deep fried yeah. cheese sticks. And the girls who They're worked good. there would make lemonade in these big buckets. And they would be like, <laughs> that, like, yes. like this in the mall, making the lemonade. You know, some pervy rich dude came up with this restaurant chain. <laughs> that, I'm serious. It was just, yes. it was like this. And they'd, you'd walk by in the mall and they'd be like, hey, you want some lemonade? Hey, hey. This is hot dog on a stick. I swear, there are some YouTube videos. There. There's got to be. They still have the original one on Venice Beach. So if you want to see going. it, go yes, for it. I believe Susie, they when do. you fly out of here, we're going. <laughs> Susie, go. listen, oh I, I thank you for calling in, Susie. We're going to let you thank go you. study for your final. You are the best, 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 best. Oh. And, you know, to all of our viewers and listeners, thank comments you like so this. Much. And, and you know what? I'm excited for Catherine next week to see Catherine Mason and the flash forward and everything. I'm so excited. I cannot so, wait. My Sunday yeah. night is blocked Lynette, out. Lynette and Tom forever. Lynette and Tom forever. L and T yeah. forever. Well, we probably shouldn't do that. These kind of look of like gang, gang signs. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, okay, I will Susie. Talk to you next Good luck with your vinyl. Thank you. Take it Bye. easy. And you know what? If any, we've got about uh, like five minutes left in our show. If anyone has ever, if anyone shares my hot dog on a stick. Parallel tonight when I saw Porter Scavo wearing that ridiculous <laughs> bow tie and suspenders, I was like, "People, this is not that realistic." It was even more unrealistic than the hot dog on a stick girls, <laughs> which I have not seen, whom I have not seen in years. So I can't believe I just didn't know what that was. Oh, uh, we'll be bef- when the show ends tonight. Before we leave the studio, Roxy, I will introduce you, and Kaori, you can, you know. You can introduce us as well. Listen, I know we said we, um, we've we totally broken from our traditional format, which is a little schizophrenic anyway, usually. But because tonight was the last regular episode, thanks for letting us jump around. And I know it was we kind of had like one giant predictions it's my show. last Desperate Housewives in studio. I know, oh. Roxy. That's right. This is a wrap for you on Desperate Housewives I know, I know. after Buzz. And I've only we've only been doing this for two years. I can't imagine if I'd been doing it for eight years mm-hmm. what a wrap is like. I'm like going to start crying. I know, I know. No. And you know but I will call in. I will call in. Yes, week. please do next week. Kaori and I will be in yeah, the studio for the tour special. Looking forward to you. And I'll be having FOMO, fear of missing out. Oh, no. FOMO is former Mormon from Salt Lake City. I'm the FOMO in the room. <laughs> Seriously. We're going to have this acronym debate later. And, you know, just so all of our viewers and, uh, you know, people who tune every, in every week, not only do we so appreciate the fact that you are doing this, but what happens be- behind the scenes for us is during the week, a lot of times, we will work our contacts and we'll, you know, we'll try to get people. We had Scott, the casting director on the show from Housewives. I've put word out to some of the writers. I know uh, our friend Maria, who created After Buzz. She knows Vanessa Williams, and Vanessa adores Maria. We've tried to get Vanessa on the show. So just so you know, we're always trying. Like, we've been trying to book some of these people, and as you can imagine, their schedules are nuts. So Yeah, it's more more successfully bookable on other shows because sometimes, you know, reality shows, people starting out wanting to get there. You know, these Mm -hmm. women are crazy busy. Well, at least now I know I can find Vanessa Williams at the local swimming pool in Pasadena. So the next time, if if this ABC series goes, the 
she's booked for. We'll try to get her on that show uh, sometime next year. Yep. So, all right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out for us this week. Yeah. For Kaori Take. Thank you. Roxy Stryer. Marissa in the booth. For all of you out there, and I'm Derek Shore. Thank you so much for tuning in. And even though Roxy won't be here next week, the rest of us will be here for the two-hour season and series finale of Desperate Housewives on ABC. See you next week. Thanks, guys. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Hot dog on a stick. Those are the whole thing. <laughs> Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 